I am delighted to welcome Mike Dynam, founder of the Assembly Events Group and organisers of CrimeCon UK. How you doing, Mike? Doing very, very well indeed, Dan. Mike, obviously very exciting time for you and your team and Assembly Events in general, because you've got an event next week. So yep. 25th, yep. 26th, you've got CrimeCon UK. Um, before we get into that, for those that aren't aware, it'd be always good to sort of understand the background of you know, the person I'm talking to and how they how you set up assembly so just give us a potted history of Mike Dynam. sure absolutely well um it, it was one of the founders at media 10 um which you know you and I sort of spent some time there there together and I was there for uh, uh for 17 years um set up the events division with some of the other uh, partners there with the launch of grand designs and um grand designs live back in 2005 um and as you know we went on to launch lots of shows I was sales director in the UK for many, many years, across most of the uh, most of the events that we had here. And during that time, I was also lucky enough to go out and set the business up in South Africa, first of all, where we took Grand Designs down to Johannesburg. Yeah. And then after that, I was lucky enough to get out to Shanghai and set up Media 10 China. And I was out there running various events, uh, Design Shanghai, we launched Design China Beijing, uh design festival we took the idle home show out and the best of british event which we did with the british government yeah. and uh sort of luxury british so we had a great time over there ended up living there and spending sort of from 2017 2019 but then we did the sale to clarion of the design portfolio uh, out there and i came back decided for one reason or another it was time to do something different so set up the assembly uh, then the pandemic hit, uh, and all of a sudden, setting up a live events business didn't seem quite so uh, quite so shrewd. So we, um, yeah, we've we've been juggling sort of virtual events now, hybrid events, and setting sure. up. I'm really, I mean, getting ready for this period now and coming out of lockdown. And we're, we're, as you say, very excited to be to be launching now. So when you set the assembly up, it was with a view, I guess, obviously, to running shows, and then as you said. You, you sort of uh, pivoted, excuse the phrase everyone uses, into, into virtual. Um, and so you were just giving us a history there. You've run, obviously, the Ideal Home Show, Mass Consumer Show. You've run trade shows. Um, and Assembly, correct me if I'm wrong, is going to be mostly, I guess, you know, based on consumer, or at least the one next week is. What what do you think are the main differences between trade and consumer? Always useful to get to get a view in terms of promoting and putting them on. Yeah, I mean, of course, the, the biggest difference is in the you know in the marketing. You know, at the end, you know, every show uh, is the same. It's about getting the right people there and the right uh, exhibitors there together and giving them a good time. You know, and obviously every show that I've ever worked on, we've tried to make it you know as fun, you know, as as creative, as aesthetically pleasing, as content led, you know, as driven as possible. Um, so we'll definitely be working on both consumer shows okay. and trade shows, yep. um, but with that same kind of philosophy that it's got to look good, it's got to feel right, it's got to be packed full of content, and it's got to really hit the hit the industry, uh, whichever industry that is, you know, whichever type of show that is, it's got to be obviously very very relevant. But what we're really interested in is events around community, right? You know, because the most difficult thing about particularly a consumer event is the marketing side is getting the people there you know it's so much broader than a trade show you know when you launch a trade show as long as you get the right partners you know you've got the right media the trade media behind you it's not going to cost cost you the earth to advertise it to market it you know and you've got a much smaller pool of people that you're 
you're going after often. You know, when you're advertising something like CrimeCon that we've got next week, our visitors are coming from, yeah, yeah. you know, from the Isle of Skye, from Vietnam, you know, and God willing, from America and Canada still, you know. So, um, you know, we've had to be very, very broad with our marketing. And that's, that's the sort of biggest and most difficult thing about a consumer event. Sure. Um, but obviously, you know, just as rewarding nonetheless. Now, we were discussing before we went on air, you've actually run an event already sort of post uh, Boris's fourth lockdown ending in July, um, the ultimate home and garden fair. Tell us about that. Yeah, so what we wanted to do, we were, you know, as tired and fed up as, you know, every other organiser out there for the last two years. But our difference being we didn't have products that were kind of mothballed and sitting on ice that we were waiting to get going again. So we've obviously had to, you know, had to launch things. Now, with all the exhibition venues being shut, with everything that's been going on at Olympia, with all the type of space, with everybody wanting to cram into, you know, the back end of this year, we sort of were looking at other spaces that we can use. Uh, and one of those was Blue Water Shopping Centre. Uh, retail, on the reverse, was doing the opposite. They'd lost tenants. They yeah. had more had more space. Um, they were obviously opening up before the exhibition centres. So we thought it would be quite quite a cute idea to put a consumer show in the middle of a shopping mall back in July so right. lockdown hadn't actually officially even ended because right. it got delayed by a month yeah, yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be so we still had masks and we still had one way but it was a really successful event and for the exhibitors you know that were there it was great first event of that type you yeah. know pop-up exhibition style event they'd had in two years and for the ones that didn't have any sort of retail space of their own which obviously a few of our exhibitors sure. You know, it was the first time they'd actually spoken to customers in two years at an event like that. So, yeah, yeah it went down very well. Yeah. Well, I guess, obviously, with the advent of online shopping, lots of people don't have physical spaces anymore, do, do they? So, actually, it's a good opportunity for them to go and meet, meet the public. Is that something you're going to repeat? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, coming on to CrimeCom, mm-hmm. which is, uh, said, next weekend at the Leonardo Royal Hotel and Spa in St. Paul's. I had a good look at it before I came on. Very nice. Yeah, most, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people might know it's the Grange. It was the Grange until pre-lockdown, so it's quite a famous hotel overlooking St Paul's. Beautiful yeah. terrace bar up there. So yeah, it's a nice, <laughs> nice destination. You're selling it. You're selling it. So that <laughs> <laughs> I've got um, to look. They'll give me money off if I do. <laughs> yeah. How excited are you to be? Uh, obviously, we've just discussed you, you did run an event, but how excited? Obviously, this is your baby. I guess the the thing yeah. you've been working on for a long time. Before we get into the detail, generally as as the founder and how excited are you and your staff to actually be going to to the event? It, it's amazing. Yeah, it's been it's been wonderful. Obviously, we've we had a full start. It was going to be in June. Yeah. We've had to had to move it back once, but the support that we've had for it was fantastic. And I think because of the the genre um, that we're working in, a lot of the people that are that are behind it are TV companies, production companies, podcasters. Um, you, you know, uh, authors and, and publishers. And a lot of these industries haven't struggled during the lockdown. Oh. You know, people have watched more telly, you know, yeah, people right. have listened to more podcasts. Yeah. So actually, yeah. you know, from that respect, we've actually had quite a good uh, way to market our audience, quite a good lot of content, but people are just desperate to, to get back together. Yeah. And, you know, we've managed to sell out of tickets. You know, we've got a mm-hmm. handful left coming into this week. We'll have 800 people there over the weekend. Uh, we've got, as I say, people coming from, you know, from other countries, hopefully still flying in. We've obviously a few of those uh, through concerns. We lost a few of those sort of international visitors, but that's great for next year because we know we've got sure. somewhere to sort of expand it into. And yeah, it's, it's it's very exciting. The team are yeah, you're chomping at the bit to get on site. So tell us about it. Just summarise 
um, what what the what the event is and what people you know who's going to go and what they're going to do there. Sure. So CrimeCon is it's a conference. It's a consumer based conference around true crime, uh, but it's not. Um, it's very cerebral. It, the, the visitors are not macabre in any way. It's very, uh, they're very sympathetic and empathetic people who want to meet with uh, like-minded people. You know, sort of armchair detectives is something you know you sort of hear quite a lot of. Yeah. Uh, we've got one lady, she's probably the most famous lady in the world. It was a big Netflix documentary called "Don't F with Cats," which yeah, a lot I've of watched people that. Were, oh right, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so the lady uh, in there, Diana Thompson, aka Body Moving, as she was on her internet handle well, that was actually yeah, flying yeah. in from flying in from Las Vegas. So she's probably one of the most famous yes. people for actually doing that actually store someone, you know, putting she out set the Facebook group up. Right. I think originally, was that right? On the, about the show, about the, the, you know, the person that was doing this. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. So yeah. she started putting things on online. She was yeah. watching somebody who was yeah. mistreating animals yeah. uh, online. And quite often, you know, so I've learned in, in the last year, you know, serial killers progress from, yeah. um, you know, from moments like this. So actually finding this person, and this is exactly what happened. And then these videos were getting more and more sinister online. She got a group of people together, and it was actually this group of online people that sent the Interpol to an internet cafe wow. in Germany to pick yeah. this guy up, you know, thousands of miles from his home in Canada and thousands of miles from where they were sitting, you know, in different corners of the state. So yeah. that's a really interesting one. And obviously that, you know, that that kind of popularity of these Netflix shows, and there's been, you know, so many of them all across Netflix and now, you know, all the ones on ITV that have just, you, you know, we've just had and BBC have had the serpent and the one that Dennis, you know, the one about Dennis Nielsen recently, you know, they're yeah. just they're just everywhere at the moment. And there's this really growing public interest in this kind of genre. Um, podcasting as well, you know, it's gone from the sort of number three uh, genre of podcasters yes. to now it's overtaken comedy yeah. and sport as kind of number one. So it, it is a big, uh, big audience participation. And what do you think is the, you know, what, why the fascination do you think with, with sort of crime and murder? I mean, I've made a note here of the ones that I've watched recently, the, as you said, the Dennis Nielsen one, there was one about a Lynette White, I think, and, and a lady that was murdered in Wales. There's obviously Fred West one, Making of a Murderer. I mean, there's there's so many, and that's just a few that I've watched. Mm -hmm. what, what, what do you think is the fascination with it? Well, well, the thing is, I mean, we've always been interested in crime and thrillers. You know, everybody's watched their favourite, you know, crime show or fictional character, you know, for, for generations and generations. Yeah. This is real events that are you know as shocking you know as you know, you know as terrifying as the real thing and people are just you know starting to document these um a lot more i think i think particularly some countries are a bit more open with what people have got access to in terms of evidence and what people are wanting to share and i think particularly in america the the, the police force and the law enforcement forces uses the media a lot more and you know yeah. i think the two things have become you know a bit more intertwined yeah and so the description of the event or part of the description says our events are equal parts education and experience. And I've had a good look and it looks like there's some amazing sort of immersive experiences that people are going to be able to sort of get involved with. Like I saw you literally go into a crime scene and bring that to life. What are people going to expect to do next week? That's right. So as well as the, the sort of normal, you know, seminar yeah. style, you know, theatres of which we have about four four big stages, we also have these practical experiences. So as you quite rightly said, people go and investigate a real crime scene, you know, and try and, yeah. you know, discover for themselves what happened. And as part of that, they get a sort of CSI 
training course, you know, from the experts. So they're going to meet with, you know, pathologists and forensic scientists and have a go at fingerprinting, you know, looking at blood splatters, you know, footprint molds, you know, all that kind of thing they can do as well as, you know, a bit, bit more of the sort of, you know, lighter side, they're going to meet with some of the canine detectives and see how the Amazing. police dogs can operate and, you know, all of those things as well. So, so, you know, whilst you can come and sit in front of a, you know, in front of a theatre stage all weekend, if you want sure. to, you know, and absorb that kind of knowledge and, uh, and ask questions. If you want to get a bit more hands on, you can do that as well. Yeah, no, amazing. I, I was looking at it. I was like, this, this, this is really cool. It's like different things you can actually get involved with. Um, there is a serious side. We were talking off air that um, I saw your co-founder, Nancy Bourne, who was on um, Steph McGovern's packed lunch when I should have been doing something else. I was watching that. Um, <laughs> But she was there with, um, you know, the lady that is is running the Nicola Payne campaign, um, her mother, and um, that's obviously still a live case. So absolutely, you know, there is a serious side to to, the, to what it's, they're doing as well. It's a very very serious side, you know. Although you know, it it is a fun weekend in that you're going to meet a lot of friends and a lot of like minded people. There's a lot of good fun to be had. You know, everybody stays at the hotel. You know, drinks afterwards. We've got. Yeah. You know, some other associated trips to the Old Bailey and Jack the Ripper walks and other bits and pieces, you know, to make it a bit more fun. But it is a very, very serious subject and everything that we do is done very sympathetically. Um, we have got a lot of the families coming along and, and a lot of these cases, you know, like the one that you mentioned just then, you know, are still cold cases there's still people yeah. who, are, who are even if people have been put behind bars like in this instance they still the family want to find the body so they can lay it to rest they can get some peace um you know there's there's family members there from cases you might remember the Susie Lamplow case yes, very famous yeah. in yeah. in the 80s you know the the estate agent that just went missing um yeah. you know we're on a on a call out no more evidence no one's ever been um sort of caught for that either so their family are coming along uh, and crime con as you you saw yourself you know keeps that these cases in the public eye it gives sure. these families a voice and a sympathetic and understanding platform where we can put it out to our channels to our community sure. and um it enables it to stay you know to stay relevant with people yeah. even sort of 30 years on so th there's certain certain rewards still you know for new evidence uh, and actually CrimeCon, which launched in the States some years ago, has had some real yeah. success stories, you know, yeah. where, um, you know, where by keeping the story in the public eye, by keeping the information out there, that it's led to new clues, new leads, and, and eventually to people being caught. Yeah, well, because I, I, I listened to Nancy made a good point, you know, the police have only got so much resource. And I guess, you know, unfortunately, at some point, they not move on, but they've got to also focus on the, the, the cases of today. So actually, this helps sort of keep that, as you said, in the public eye. Um, you just mentioned the states. Obviously, there are crime cons in various locations in the US. And the Crime Con UK version is a, a joint venture with Red Sea Ventures. Correct. Um, just bring that to life. How does that work generally? Like when you're when you're sort of working with a an organization to take what they've, they've got in one location into another? Sure. Well, well Red Sea Ventures are a fantastic company based in New York. Uh, and they were not event organizers first. They were actually talent management and content producers. And they found themselves working in this true crime arena. You know, a lot of their talent, uh, you know, a lot of their speakers, uh, a lot of their guests, their podcasters were from this kind of genre. And they were very, very involved in it. So they decided to take what they knew about true crime and turn that into 
you know, an event. Obviously, Nancy and I come at it from, you know, from a slightly different angle. We're very much event organisers. When they wanted to bring it to the UK, you know, we took their sort of skills, their expertise, their knowledge in the genre and turned that into this successful UK event. Yeah, amazing. So, and obviously they, they've they got their shows, I think, in Chicago is, is one of the locations. That they move around every yeah. year. I mean, they've got the, you know, the advantage in, in the States of having, you know, big venues you know because they get sort of five or six thousand people along yeah. to to the america ones now that started similar sort of size than we are this year but they've they're spoiled for choice in terms of you yeah. know several thousand seats auditorium so they they kind of pick it up and move it all over the place so it's been in austin sure. um it was due to be in orlando this year didn't didn't happen it's going to be in las vegas next year you know so, so they've been all over the place with it um and that in itself is nice you know we're, we're hoping to move the uk version around but obviously in terms of big enough auditoriums in you know nice locations we're a bit more bit more stuck in the uk no absolutely and over and above red sea obviously having partners on board um are really important and i know it's uh crime investigation right is your yep. is your sort of key partner tell us about that bring to bring to life some of the partners on the show and sponsors they've been fabulous i mean crime and investigation as i mentioned earlier you know the the genres that we're working in the, the media that we're working with you know is uh, a lot to do with the tv stations and the broadcasters but also the publishers the podcasters and that's where um our sponsors come from so crime and investigation has been a wonderful partner for us came on board right at the very start you know it's something that they really wanted to get behind um and as well as all the usual um bits that you'd, you'd expect with a sponsor um, in terms of, you know, sort of revenues and helping us out there, there've been much, much more. I mean, they've got a TV channel, which is absolutely, yeah, you know, yeah. on the same, you know, with it, talking to the same people that we are. So they've had advertising and sponsorship of shows. And then now at the event, they will be bringing a lot of their sort of, um, you know, A-list speakers, presenters from a lot of their shows. They'll be bringing a lot of their shows to life. Uh, they'll be hosting a lot of people at the event so it's, it's a really really good partnership that we that we have with them you know really strong partnership so they'd be great and, and then of course as i mentioned you know bonnie books are doing a very similar thing but with true crime authors uh, audible you know doing a very similar similar sort of thing but with their true crime podcasters uh, woodcut media our production company who specialize in a lot of the programs which go out you know sure. a lot on cni but also on on other channels as well so they're bringing a lot of filmmakers producers you know people that have appeared in shows so yeah we, we've got this fantastic relationship with these partners we've built up a very strong um strong group where as i say they're bringing all the helping us with the contributors they're bringing a lot to the actual event uh, and we've all been helping each other yeah. market it throughout the year well, we wish you the best of luck with it. And I know people can, uh, you said, I think you said there's still a few tickets and they can generally have a look at crimecom.co.uk. Absolutely right. Yeah, there's a handful of, of tickets left. We have yeah. just released a few sort of daytime ones. So if it is a bit short notice and you're, you're busy on Sunday or, <laughs> or Saturday, but yeah. it, it's going to be a great weekend. Everybody's very, very excited to get together. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Back and what's, what, what else can we expect from the assembly events um, in the future? We have got um, some quite big plans. We had some really good stuff that we were excited about pre, um, pre-pandemic. We were very close to sort of launching a couple of events. Um, we've, got some, uh, got, we've got some really good irons in some fires, but I'm not going to say too much, too much more now because we're, we're waiting for the ink to dry on a couple of, uh, on sure. a couple of contracts. But sure. we've been doing, you know, it's taught us a lot over the last couple of years. We've really sort of um, 
learned new skills with the whole virtual thing. I think uh, you and I had sort of a while ago were talking yeah, Enzo, about... Enzo, Enzo is yes, the product, right? That's right. So yeah. we, we were involved in the development of a virtual platform, which yeah. is still, you know, is, is wonderful and is moving on all the time. We're currently working with the um, Academy of International Extended Reality. We're doing a lot of events for yeah. them and they bring a lot of technology. We've put this whole... Uh, these whole teams in the mix, and we're looking at how we can take Enzo to the next level to actually make a virtual reality exhibition platform. Amazing. Because although yeah. we might all be a bit nervous about it, I don't think it's that far away, yeah. you know, with people bringing out Microsoft HoloLenses, Google Glasses, Facebook Glasses, although we're all, yeah. we all shudder a bit at the moment, you know, yeah. what I'm sort of seeing, what I'm hearing, you know, uh, and the way that we're looking to take Enzo, um, you know, this, this is not... A million miles away. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the direction of travel. It's just uh, yeah, the timing, but you're, you're absolutely right. And also we go all go to exhibitions and a lot of exhibitors now have their own VR headsets. And so they're, they're sort of on board with it. So, you know, the, natural, the next step is for, for the show itself to do that. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I can't wait to get back into the live event and the live side of things. But I think one thing the last couple of years has taught us there is going to be a hybrid element. There is going to be a virtual sure. element to, you know, as you said, to the content to some shows, to reducing travel, to reducing yeah. our carbon footprints. And I think this year has helped us to, to hone those skills a little bit. Sure. And in, in general, and finally, you're, you're confident about the future for the events industry. Now we're sort of thankfully coming through this. Uh, abs absolutely. People want to get back together. Yeah. You know, people need to meet. That hasn't changed. Human nature will not change through a pandemic. We'll be out. And I'm actually very positive that it'll be back bigger and, and better than ever. Fantastic. So Mike Dynam, the founder of the Assembly Events Group, we wish you and your staff and your team a fantastic crime con um, next weekend. We look forward to seeing uh, the pictures and all the feedback. Thanks very much, Dan. Lovely to speak to you. And